I'm Cesar Rubio, five-time past master of Palm Springs Lodge number 693, and this is Masonic Muscle, where we focus on the strongest aspect of Freemasonry, a virtuous education of the mind, fortifying it with wise and serious truths, encouraging all brethren to increase their level of fitness one degree at a time, making exercise and study a cornerstone of our daily routine because Freemasonry is work. When you put in the work, you get closer and closer to the point within the circle. Masonic muscle. We give you more light, but no light weights. So get to it. And let's get started. All right. And we're back once again. Uh, once again, if you've been enjoying the Masonic Muscle podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you took one minute to give me a review on iTunes or Spotify. It helps me out a lot. And if you've done that already, thank you so much. Please consider sharing the show with friends or family members, but especially Masons, if you know any who you think would get something out of it. Word of mouth is the primary way Masonic muscle grows and spreads. Please share, text a friend, send an email, do whatever, however you communicate. Tell them to check out a particular episode if you think they will get something out of it you can also make donations to the show just click on the link fill out the form and donate whatever you feel you can donate if you if uh, i have brought any kind of value to you uh, from any of these episodes whether masonic education or uh, encouraging you to get out there and get some and do some push-ups do something then contribute please thank you for your continued support and let's get to the show so uh, as you uh, heard, and I um, and with me today, sorry, man, not Matt. With me today is Matt. Introduce yourself, Matt. Say hello. <clears throat> hello, brethren. Matt Jackson. Welcome back, Matt. Welcome back. <clears throat> great so, to be here. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Um. So you've heard Matt a few times on the show now, and uh, he was one of the pivotal uh, reasons why we started something called the Trivium Discussion Group at uh, Palm Springs Lodge and you know so we were at a time where the leadership had changed uh, there was a couple of uh, duties that we needed to attend to as officers in the new leadership of the lodge administrative and ritualistic and so we were beginning to get um, a lot of prospects to come around and Matt was around for that and so we had already been talking and discussing about, you know, some, we were kicking some ideas around, but the, the, the one that kept coming back over and over and over again was, was a discussion group, like a Socratic style discussion group. So we begin to do that. We begin to attend to our ritualistic duties as officers and as um, members of Palm Springs Lodge. And we have, uh, we ask Matt Jackson, or I as a master at that time, asked Matt Jackson if he can hold down the fort with these prospects outside. And he says, yeah. So he does. And, you know, we'd be in lodge, as I said before, for an hour, sometimes two hours. We'd come out, and these guys would still be going at it. I mean, they would, they would be in deep conversation. They would have their dictionaries out. Um, the books, uh, Sister Miriam Joseph's book, uh, The Trivium. And 
you know, uh, Brother David Matthews and I would uh, sit on either side of Matt and begin to help him in uh, focusing, continue to focus the conversation. But, um, you know, there came a, there, there comes a time in everybody's life where things change. And so our brother Matt had to leave for a little while. So tell us, tell us what happened when you left, Matt, as far as the, the, our Trivium discussion groups and then you know, uh, uh, some of your journeys. And then when you came back and sat in on another Trivium discussion group. Okay. So, um, um, I guess first for starters that, that, um, when, when we say the Trivium discussion group, like, let's just clarify that what it is, is it's a, uh, it's a it's a deep dive into the grammar that that is used in Freemasonry, but we're utilizing the Socratic method to examine these these terms. So, um, so we had started um, by engaging these guys uh, in this way. Um, as far as the trivium concerned, it, it was the grammar. It was, it was a deep dive into grammar. Um, <clears throat> these different terms, terms we use all the time, terms that we use uh, inside Freemasonry, uh, terms that we use in society, um, you know, oftentimes to discover that what these terms actually mean and how they're used are two totally different things. So... <clears throat> um, so that was, that was piloted and, um, and it had a resounding effect and a resounding result. The, the engagement was over the top from the very beginning. Um, and then, um, uh, yeah, I did, I had had opportunities out of state. So, um, I had to leave, you know, Palm Springs and, uh, my Palm Springs brethren to their own devices uh, to, to manage this, this, this thing that I had helped, uh, create. So, um, when my obligations, uh, out of state were complete and I came back, uh, and began participating with, with Palm Springs, uh, what I saw that was that <clears throat> that Trivium discussion group was still alive, just as alive as it ever was. Um, and it was surprising to see, and at the same time, I wasn't surprised because I already knew, I already knew that, that approaching, <clears throat> holding this space and, and approaching prospects this way and, and providing this level of, of, uh, education and opportunity um, to explore ideas that we don't really have an opportunity to explore uh, in our society. Or maybe you don't have the opportunity to explore those ideas with your family. Uh, um, <clears throat> this was a forum uh, that not only allowed us to do that, but was still alive and well. It wasn't struggling to survive uh, at all. I mean, I think the 
the first day that I, I came back and, and, and sat in that room, I think there was probably 10 or 12 prospects. Um, all heavily, all highly engaged. So, <clears throat> so that just all, all that just tells me um, is that uh, like you, you keep prefacing that, that, you know, I would say that we need to add more meat. Um, this is it. Uh, that's it. This is how you engage uh, these prospects because these are, <clears throat> it's not that the, the prospects that we have in Palm Springs are special or that they're different from other prospects. It's the, the way they're being engaged. Um, we are engaging them really around the things that really matter. We're engaging them around the, the, the types of questions that men naturally ask. You know, who are we? You know, who am I? For, in, in society, what is a man? You know, in society, these basic core fundamental questions end up getting resolved through this, through this discourse, which is basically just an exploration and, and definition of terms. So in our, in our trivium for the, for the prospects, what we, I mean, basically we're just, it's a deep dive into grammar, utilizing a Socratic method um, to break down and begin to distill, to distill the truth of, of something and, and also dispel confusion. And a lot of these, a lot of just defining terms dispels so much confusion. I mean, they're, they're just time and time again, you know, we have an experience where, where, uh, you know, what a, what a brother thinks a term means is not actually what that term actually means. Um, so we've seen things like this just, just time and time again. So what ends up being the, the byproduct of that <clears throat> is that, well, now you have everybody understanding the terminology in the same way, right? And having the same handle on the grammar. So the, con the quality of the conversation that that lends itself to when we do go now and sit and have fellowship. Well, we've already, we've mm -hmm. already, uh, we've already defined all this grammar. So we're already on the same page, right? And now we can, now we can really begin to have a conversation now. And I, and I think this is what shows up in our fellowship where it's like, we've spent all these hours and hours and months and months and years now just defining terms, you know, just getting on the same sheet of music. So now when we do actually go sit down and now have a drink or have a glass of wine and now engage in fellowship, all these terms are already defined. So now there's this, there's a whole new area in which we can now have a conversation. So how, 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 um, you said right now that, uh, it, it, you were surprised, but you weren't surprised that it was alive and well, how satisfying was it to you to see that? And I remember the, the first one you went to was in October because it's, that's both of our birthdays and we, you know, we were doing an October fest and we celebrated our birthday, but then you came yeah. back, you were, uh, you went back away yeah. and then you came back in, uh, I can't remember what, what month, but 
it was still on and cracking. When you came back again, yeah, it, it was like it, it was even stronger uh, uh, by that point. You know, how good did that feel to you? Well, it was a it was a proof of concept. It was it was a proof of concept that that that. Um, that in, in engaging men uh, in this way is valuable, it's effective, and it's also profound. And, and we're just talking about grammar. We're just talking about identifying terms. We, we haven't even gotten into the, the logic and rhetoric part. Well, you, you said valuable, effective, and, and profound, I think you said, right? Yes. Isn't that what a lot of men, whether they, they uh, um, admit it or not, are looking for in Freemasonry? Oh, for sure. Well, well yeah, well, because as men, we, 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 uh, we are driven by value as, as men. If, if, if for a man, and here's my argument for this. As a man, if what you're doing uh, doesn't have value, you will stop doing it. Every man will do this. If if there is no value seen in your labor or your toil, you will you will stop doing so it. So value, when value is clear, the decision is easy. Then yeah, there you go. Yeah. So let me share something with you, uh, listeners, uh, to give you a. Um, uh, you know, another an, another way of saying what Matt just said as far as discussion groups, right? It says, uh, uh, Reader's Digest recently ran an article on how the idea of discussion salons has been gaining popularity. This practice of getting together with people to do some critical thinking and discussion has been missing in our society for some time. Often what passes for dialogue nowadays are ad hominem attacks, half-truths, and a lot of yelling. You guys know what we're talking about. That's been going around here for a while, since uh, for about three years since the cooties appeared. Often, uh, the article gave a website called the Society for Philosophical Inquiry, philosophers.com. The website author is Christopher Phillips. Mr. Phillips has left his normal job and is now traveling the world with his wife, starting discussion groups that he has named Socrates Cafes. His mission is to get people thinking and sharing views on important questions and not just surface discussion, but deep thinking, challenging your beliefs, really digging down and finding out what you believe, not just what you think you believe. And that's that's a lot of what's happening in these discussions, because uh, just like uh, Shane Arch, one of our prospects said, you know, it's like it's like Fight Club. And the reason why he said that was because he said it's like Fight Club because, you know, you, you, you're confident and you posit something and then someone just completely blows that apart, which is like you getting punched in the face. <clears throat> Man, I, said, I was yeah. confident that this, I that know, I was right. I know this is so. And, and then, then it just gets shot down. The other guys just challenge you and just shoot, <clears throat> shoot that thing down. But, but it, there, there was no yelling. There was no debating. Nobody took sides. An idea would no, just and put on the I, table. I think a distinction is that as a man, you are not your ideas. Ideas are just something that move through you. I have, 
ideas move through me. You have ideas that move through you. And some of those are shit ideas. And, and agreed. <laughs> and, and this is the beauty of, of this endeavor is that we can, it's, it's a neutral forum for us to explore these, these ideas and, and really to test their validity, to test if, if they're worth anything at all. And we're not tested you know, like that, like what you're saying right now. There's nowhere that that's happening. No, not, no. Not, not where, well, at least in our forum, in our forum, you know, if you come down to Palm Springs Lodge, your ideas will be challenged absolutely. I mean, they will be run through the ringer. I mean, you as a man, you won't be challenged as a man. But your ideas, those will be challenged uh, and, and entirely dismantled and taken apart also. Uh, let, me, let me give you a little, bit, a little bit more here of what I was reading uh, because I mentioned something, Socrates Cafe. And, and what we're doing is based loosely on that. So don't think that that's exactly what we're doing. Even though uh, from time to time in our emails to uh, prospects and members, we will say, Socrates Cafe slash Trivium. Um, that's just to give you an idea of, you know, Socratic method dialogue that, that we've, been, we've been practicing. But it says, so what is Socrates Cafe? Why call it that? What do you do at a Socrates Cafe? First, some background on Socrates. The encyclopedia has this to say about Socrates. It says, uh, 469 to 399 BC, Greek philosopher of Athens, famous for his views of philosophy as a pursuit proper and necessary to all intelligent men. That's a key word right there, right? Or phrase. To all intelligent men. He is one of the great examples of a man who lived by his principles, even though they ultimately cost him his life. That's right. He had to drink the hemlock. Knowledge of the man and his teachings comes directly from certain dialogues of his disciple Plato and from the memorabilia of Xenophon. In spite of conflicting interpretations of his teachings, the accounts of these two writers are largely supplementary. Sounds good so far, but how did this correct connect to holding a discussion? The method Socrates used was to question everything, always asking why. To his pupils in Athens, which was great in turmoil during his time, his fresh attitude and questioning of old ideas were exciting to their parents and his detractors. He was a gladly uh, who kept asking questions and never giving any answers. So uh, uh, let's, let's let Socrates speak for himself here. I know nothing except the fact of my ignorance, Socrates. The unexamined life is not worth living for man. Socrates in his uh, Plato dialogue apologies. Socrates never claimed to have the answers. In fact, Socrates often felt that while others professed knowledge without realizing their ignorance, he at least was aware of his own ignorance. <laughs> Philosophy begins when one learns to doubt, especially to doubt one's cherished beliefs and dogmas. And that's something that we at the, uh, at the, our Trivium Discussion Group continuously press, question everything, um, and we are, trying, we are trying to get rid of our own biases and prejudices by questioning, continuously questioning 
over and over and over again. So, you know, going back, coming back around full circle, when our first conversations were had at Coachella Laws number 476 around the trivium, and then uh, as we got to know each other, and we began to uh, discuss, you know, what, what, what can we do, you know, uh, as far as a lodge, how can we engage, you know, the mind, well, the, of the person. Uh, I think that was a... a uh, uh, a fallacious what do you call it it, it was it, it, so we ended up figuring out that it was not the man that we had to engage it was his mind and then that's when you said we got to give him meat yeah so uh, so there's there, so there's a dis subtle distinction there because um one might glean from what we're talking about that that these di this groups are are these discussions are uh, adversarial, and that's that's not the case. Even though, if you put forward a shit idea, it's probably going to get shot you know, down, jousted, and and shot torn down apart. completely and and torn apart. But that's but that's what it's for is. is because if you're in a vacuum, you don't know if you're dealing with a shit idea or not. I mean, you might be able to arrive at that your, yourself, but, but that's the beauty of this is that you have 12 or 15 or 20 minds all looking and all analyzing this, this particular topic in, in this particular time. So the, the quality of the... <clears throat> of the conversation and, and the, the context and the, the questions that, that come out of that are uh, amazing. And many of those are not questions or thoughts that I ever had uh, or connections that I had ever made. They might've made me taken me years, you know, to make those connections myself. So, so when we come together as a, as a group of 15 or 20 men, we can actually cover a lot of ground in a really short period of time, if we're focused, right? If we're, if, if we're, uh, if we're focused and if our pursuit is clear, like if the path is clear mm. and I, and I think that's another thing that, that the, at least our trivium discussion groups are, our, our Socratic, you know, conversation group is they're They're very clear. They, they generate clarity the way that we deliver them. Uh, it generates clarity and even in the way that we um, address the prospects um, you know there there's always uh, clarity is, is something that's always you know present and and forefront um, <clears throat> in those discussion groups and I think in addition to that um, you know, something that I would add is that um, that with with these groups and and when when you get men together discussing ideas inside of a forum where we're not challenging you as a man, but we're going to challenge every idea that you have there's a there's a real freedom to now begin to go and explore ideas 
that we don't really have in our society. We don't really have a forum where, where we can go and explore shit ideas and to try to find out if whether or not it's a shit idea or not. <laughs> like we don't really have that. So, so I think another thing that, that validates that what we're doing is that, is that now we have this forum where we can actually evaluate and begin to explore the quality of the idea itself. And I don't know anywhere else that you can go to just evaluate the quality of an idea. We don't, we don't get that opportunity uh, in anywhere. I, I don't think. Maybe um, in, a, in, a, in a college philosophy class, maybe. Well, yeah, but you, then you're going to have to take years to get there and then, you know, a seminar level type. Type, it, yeah, uh, type deal after and, packing away a lot of books, then you can, yeah, get there. Yeah, you, you might have the privilege of sitting down in, in a seminar, uh, type deal. And, and what we're trying, what we're trying to get to is this, and it has to do with, with Freemasonry and what a lot of Masons believe, and maybe a lot of the research bears out. And then it says this, um. The question is, what did early lodges discuss before history and famous past masons existed? Think about it for a minute. The early lodges of the 18th century were brought about in a time of great change in the world. What were we just talking about right now or, or uh, the, the previous episode? And that is that the colonies were, were at war with England. The 13 colonies had 120 lodges, though. What were they discussing? They had to have been discussing that before full war. Well, bro- there, there might broke be some out, nuances in right? there too, because a lot of those lodges were predominantly Jewish lodges, and so this is a this is kind of a question well, I have. Well, well, I mean, but they they were going to be affected uh, whether they were Jewish, Puritan, true, oh, uh, true, Calvinist, or whatever. So that true. that's what we're we're getting we're getting at, right? It, it was a great uh, a change in the world. A, a time of great change in the world. The Enlightenment was just getting into full swing and everything was changing. Religion, education, science, and politics. Not everyone was thrilled with all the changes, especially those formerly in control of all aspects of the common man's life. So where else could these things be discussed safely if not in a lodge? Many of the concepts of masonry were considered part of our culture today were quite radical in their time. The simplest example being the acceptance of people of a wide range of faiths. That kind of thinking yeah. would have gotten you killed in earlier times and, in fact, did account for a great many deaths. So, what are we experiencing now, brethren? This is a great time of change. This is, this is turmoil right now. And where else can we discuss these thoughts and these ideas than with... Uh, you know, group of other brethren that we trust, that we trust will not break out into, you know, you know whatever, what, whatever we're seeing, right? And so this is why we're discussing this. This is why we're bringing this up. And this is why, and we're talking about uh, back in 2016. Well, when did I meet you? In, in 2014, 2015, when we 20, first met? 2015, okay. I think, yeah. And so we were talking about that back then. And what, what, should be happening even in even in the lounge room of a lodge with prospects you're not even inside the lodge room yet and so this is socratic style discussion engaging the minds of men 
challenging their beliefs, challenging, trying to draw out their prejudices and, and biases so that we can get to it and, and eliminate them so that we can think clearly now. And now here we are. And, and have we accomplished that goal at Palm Springs? Well, maybe, maybe not. But we're, we're actively working. We're actively trying and uh, I, I would say it, it is working because I mean, we're, you're going to have new prospects all the time and all those new time. prospects they're they're going to have, they're going to come in with their own baggage. Um, and, and that baggage is for them to deal with. Agreed. And at the same time, it's very likely if they come in with their own baggage and they sit in these groups, they're going to have to confront why they're why they're carrying all that baggage around. Um, at, at least in in the way that we've um, <clears throat> conducted our our trivium discussion groups in this Socratic method, uh, I think there's been a lot of what we could call enlightenment has happened with, with our prospects and with our, with our brothers, uh, that just with, with resounding, you know, effect and, 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 and result. I've just heard this on, on so many, so many different times. I've, I've heard things like, uh, just everything from, you know, I never thought about that like that. I never saw that before. I never, I never saw this. I didn't realize I did that. I had no idea. I had this belief. I had no, you know, I, I didn't know that I, I came in like, I can't tell you how many of those uh, scenarios I've, I've heard just people say, like, I had no idea of this. I had no idea of, of, of that. Well, for me, for me, one of the uh, uh, biggest rewards for me is I have yet to be disappointed by the freaking genius that people are harboring within their little lizard brains, which aren't little. They're, 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 we're, we're led to believe they're little lizard brains, but the, I mean, we actually have a lot of genius within us. It's just that we haven't been provided a platform to be able to express that genius. But uh, um, um, the first couple of times we got together and I sat in a trivium uh, discussion group, yeah, I mean, the, it was. I was fucking shocked, stunned by some of the thoughts that these guys had. But after like one or two times, you're like, oh, it's always been there. I mean, that's our, that's our inheritance. That's our birthright. It's just that we haven't been allowed to express that without being shot down or laughed at or ridiculed, right? So now I've learned to expect it because it's there. I know it. I've seen it. I've heard it. And... Can you imagine now if we can just harness that and just focus this like a fucking laser beam? Can you imagine what a lodge would do or, or the community, you know, a town, a family, you know, a couple? I mean, can you imagine? So that's the power. And yeah, I might be talking, you might be thinking, you know, listening. Oh, that's, you know, uh, wishful thinking. Uh, I beg to differ. Because no, no, we, guys... we have it. We have it right now. We're actually, if I may, we have actually fine-tuned what what this began as a a a a, uh, a trivium discussion for prospects. 
was the the name for the the pilot program. Well, we now have actually the trivium for the degrees. We've actually developed this utilizing the same process, um, utilizing the same process, the same Socratic method, Mm -hmm. but taking it and inculcating it into an entirely Masonic uh, message. So we have this. um, We're about to launch this. um, And we'll be able to tell you the results within within a few months. That's but, right. But, uh, I mean, if, if, if we're able to generate the results that we had from the, the Trivium discussion group from the prospects, if we're able to generate the same results, then <clears throat> what we have is bulletproof. If we can generate the same results. And I'm, I'm actually confident that, that we will. And so the... Um, so to what our, all our brethren can look forward to is that there's also going to be, you know, a trivium for the fellow craft and also a trivium for the, the master Mason mm-hmm. also where you will be doing a, a, a deep dive, uh, you know, into your cipher, uh, into your, into the symbolism, uh, into your ritual work. Uh, it'll, it'll be a deep dive, uh, into those things. <clears throat> and you should come out with, um, you know, uh, a different perspective, a higher perspective, hopefully. Hmm. Um, so I'm actually, I'm actually really looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, to, you know, to what you were asking before about, <clears throat> about what I, you, you know, saw in Freemasonry or what I'm looking forward to. It, it's, it's this, the trivium for the degrees. Cause after having seen the the impact on the prospects, I think that, that, this is going to be, this is going to be really big. So I think we have, we have something here. All right, man. And I think with that, we can wrap this, this uh, episode up, uh, Matt. Um, on this, on this particular uh, episode, what, what are you grateful for? Uh, and what message, what final message and words do you have for, every, for the listeners? <clears throat> to my brethren, I would say this, um, Again, if you're having an easy go, if Freemasonry is a breeze, you miss something along the way. There's, there, there is work here. Um, that being said, it doesn't have to be hard work. It can be fun work, right? But there is a lot to, in perspective, that we need to acquire, Um, because we are in a very challenged time. We're in a very challenged age. And, um, you know, uh, to my brethren, you're, you're, it it may very well be the, the case that in your family and in your community and in your, in your environment that you're a pillar. So you need to keep being that pillar of strength for your, for your community, for your family. Um, and, and, you know, uh, be resolute, you know, in, in that stand. Uh, I think that's, that's needed. Um, a lot of people are, are confused and, and very confronted by the, the times that we live in. So 
be resolute, be steadfast, be strong, uh, my brethren. And at the same time, uh, you know, make the time to learn these things. Uh, like some of these things that we've been talking about, your, you know, your, the, your constitutional rights, you know, uh, all of these things are, they're, they're very important. And we're, it's that time of the year where we, where we connect with those things. Um, and also it's never been more important really that we, that we have those things, that we understand those things, that we embody those things, that we teach our children, uh, those things, because, um, our rights, the, these things that we have been given, uh, those are under threat. Those are under threat. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's upon us. It's upon our generation. We're the ones to defend this. If we want to take it forward to the next generation, then we're the ones to, hmm. it stops here. Well said. And with that, we will close it out, brother. So thank you. And thank you all for keep listening. These strong sessions are calculated to inculcate in the mind of the novitiate the importance of subduing our passions and improving ourselves in masonry, feeding the attentive ear with the sound of the instructive tongue, endeavoring to add to the common stock of knowledge and understanding, effectively spreading the cement of knowledge and wisdom, and hopefully spreading some enthusiasm to get out there and get your body in motion. Go into your Lodge's library and look up those books about the mysterious origins of Freemasonry. How about that?